0: can't be that bad come on we love doing this stuff
1: no i know i'm just sleepy and chilly and not a nice combination i'll be fine
2: you need to get one of these christmas sweaters they're so warm and yeah. cozy
0: yeah it's the one time of year where you can wear something outrageously that you would never wear any other time or place in your life yeah and have you seen now they actually have these like instead of christmas sweaters they're like christmas sweaters but they're like full suits oh really they're, they're like you know like somebody... the blazer and the pants and everything oh. and the tie
2: it's like, yes somebody was wearing one last night at the party
0: oh my god oh. every time I see one I think <clears throat> do I buy something like that and I yes I would only wear that on once top
2: of that they had an elf hat with elf ears that danced and sang
0: oh <laughs> oh fantastic
2: and for work we built our own Jenga actually we built a second Jenga for this year
0: you guys have all the wood for that yep (laughs) so all right let's get this done ladies in three two one
1: hi i'm deborah mctaggart from beyond the trailer park and i took a left at the valley
2: I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists, you know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that, but with the religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen, I call it how I see it, I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims, that's something to be ashamed, I'm an atheist, atheist, atheist.
0: After returning from the boxing arena, this is Left of the Valley. My name is Kevin, and I saw a lady at Costco with her son on a leash. I asked her if he was a rescue. (laughs) I'm not welcome back at that Costco. (laughs) (laughs) Joining me as usual is a team that suggested that since GM is downsizing, it should now be called Captain (laughs) Mortars. She saved a man from being attacked by controlling herself, Nancy.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: and she was walking down the street when her <laughs> glasses went the pre- when, ah, Let me try that again. She was walking down the street wearing glasses when the prescription ran out. <laughs>
2: and then I could see absolutely nothing but a blur. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ladies, welcome back. Hope you had a uh, great week. Not bad. Not bad. Recovered from all that uh, arena chant and all that electrifying crowd.
1: Oh, that was such a different show, and it was so much fun. Yes. I hope the uh, combatants, I mean the debaters, <laughs> <laughs> have were recovered. happy with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where the old classic put a stake on your, on your eye there to <laughs> come down to swelling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so today we'll be talking to Brent and Nikki. and uh, a couple of podcasters, and we'll be exploring what they do with their show. But first, let's do a bit of chit-chat. Did you guys hear? Remember that $10 bill with Viola Desmond?
1: Mm-hmm. That is now in circulation. Yes. I was, I've been looking for one. I, I haven't seen maybe one I yet. Should, Maybe I should go out and do shopping more. To help <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the problem. I haven't really been shopping.
0: Well, actually, probably the best bet is for you to go to the bank and ask, you know, oh, give them 100 right. bucks and ask for a whole bunch of 10 Yeah,
1: or you're right. That's
0: probably when you'll get yeah. one of those. I'll do that. Um, did you guys hear? That, no. there's an, uh, There's a newspaper in the U.K. called The Express. And it says that a large asteroid, about 700 feet uh, across, uh, will have about 62 potential routes to impact Earth. Ah! If it did, it would be about the equivalent of 1,500 Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombs combined. Hmm. Uh, The thing has a 533-day orbit around the sun. uh, And this is going to happen over the next 100 years.
1: Are we going to have another end-of-the-Earth uh, end of the, end, end of the Earth day?
0: Most likely. Okay. This is asteroid 2018 F- uh, LF-16. Could smash into the Earth before 2117. Could. The first encounter should be happening August 8, 2023, uh, and it's racing at 33,844 miles per hour. But NASA says that it estimates only one in 30 million chance to hit. Oh. So it's not that, you know, no. it's, a, it's a bit of an example of... Fear-mongering, oh my god, the world is near again.
1: Well, you really wonder what the world is going to be like at that point, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Speaking of space, there's an exoplanet called Proxima Proxima B, uh, which was a very promising planet. It was actually the most promising uh, candidate for finding extraterrestrial life. Inconceivable! And unfortunately, it was just blasted by a huge solar flare from its, its star. So now it basically ended all chances oh. of us finding any life on that planet. So we okay. just lost one.
1: Oh, better luck next time. <laughs> better luck next time. Yep.
0: Uh, did you guys hear that in 2017, uh, Canada had the highest hate crime rate really? since 2009? Uh-huh. Wow. Well, uh, of course, it targeted mainly Jews, blacks, and Muslims, mostly on Ontario and Quebec. And it's shot up 47% since the the previous year. Wow. Which is kind of interesting because, you know, kind of coincides with the arrival uh, of Trump in the States, right? Mm. Exactly.
1: I know CNN has been um talking about that quite a bit and i think they've got a series going Mm -hmm. on uh the state of hate
0: yeah yeah, absolutely and it's even in my everyday life i'm uh, on social media something like that and i start talking to people and i'm hearing some canadians you repeating the same stupid trump points i'm thinking where are you getting your information there bud i mean and of course they're listening to something like fox news i said why are you listening to this it's it's horrible, and they start making the same same stupid arguments that they need to get rid of our prime minister and replace him with a Trump like figure because, you know, winning. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're not.
1: Well, I figure we've got about six more months of that, no. and then, <laughs> and then so. I think the sun will sun will will will, will rise again.
0: I hope so. So uh, these uh, these uh, hate crimes were basically the total of hate crimes was uh, two thousand seventy three. Uh, mostly were vandalism, uh, but for people that might be worried about this, still it still remains that hate crimes are only point one percent of all non traffic crimes in Canada. So it's still a very low number.
1: They're they're terrifying. I mean, when you when you think of the um, the uh, the Tree of Life synagogue, mm-hmm. where was it seventeen people for sh- I mean, people go to worship yes. and you know not to feel safe. And you know Trump, of course, and others are thinking, "Well, we'll put put an armed guard yeah, in yeah. there." Oh yeah, right. Don't solve the problem of anti semitism. Let's put more guns <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, more guns will solve the,
0: the problem yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're starting to hear these same kind of arguments we're here in Canada, and that really worries me. Yeah.
1: Um, Six more months, I've got my fingers,
0: <laughs> I hope I got so. My fingers crossed. So far, our track record for predicting that kind of stuff isn't all that great. So I hope we're right this time. Uh-huh. Um, did you guys hear that the Canadian passport has actually been ranked? In in the third most powerful category in the world. And I this did. Is according- I read,
1: yes, I read that.
0: I, the, it was kind of misleading because I thought it meant the third most powerful passport worldwide, but that's not really what it meant. And this is according to Passport Index. It, uh, it's based on the ability to travel freely to other countries without being hassle-free, essentially.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, because, you but know, Canadians
0: ra- are so nice. Yes, they rank them in categories. So the third category is, you know, for example, they'll have countries like Canada, the U.K., Japan, Switzerland, blah, blah, blah. The second category, which is apparently even more hassle-free, would be like Sweden, Finland, France. Yeah, yeah no,
1: Canada has such a good reputation. Yes. And we're peacekeepers. We, you know, we're involved in so many positive things. We're not a threat. We're not a danger. I was
0: surprised to see the United States passport is actually in category number two. So really, they're, they're actually out-categorizing us, I guess, in mm-hmm. a way. And if you're wondering about the first category, there's only two countries in there, and it's Germany and Singapore. Hmm. If you get a German passport or a passport from Singapore, they barely even make, look at yeah. you. You get the fast links. Go yeah, any sure.
1: place you want to. No hmm. problem whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Uh, and last but certainly not least, we got to maybe talk a bit about uh, the migrant caravan problem in the States. Oh. I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to hear your thoughts, Nancy, about this. Uh, what do you say about that, right? I, I, first I think... Of, well, first of all, we should stop calling it migrant caravan. Right. That's the first thing we should do, because it's not a caravan. They're not migrants. These people are refugees. They're escaping violence from their country. Um, second, I don't like the argument that people are making saying, well, we, should, we need to... Um, what Donald Trump is doing is lock up the, the border. and No, you have international accords that basically state that your country, the United States, any country, Canada as well, that signed these accords, have some responsibilities. These people are refugees, they're not an invading army, they're mostly women and children, and they're people that are desperate. They're looking for a way to escape the violence in their country, which is ironically based out of a lot of policies that the United States themselves have put in Honduras. So, uh, so so I really, I really don't like the idea that people are attacking these desperate people, and these people have been sitting in line around the Tijuana there, at the the Mexican border, and they've been after walking. What kind of invading army walks all the way there? Right. This is so ridiculous. This this argument is so ridiculous. That's some kind of invasion, Uh, and these people are sitting in line, and the the process of, of being processed is so slow. And they're they're taking their sweet time that eventually they're getting more and more desperate and they're getting violent a bit, right? And then they start getting frustrated and then they start throwing rocks. And then the United States retaliates by shooting into the crowd with uh, tear gas and stuff like that, which I believe is actually a crime. uh, According to international law, I believe you're not allowed to do that. Uh, You're certainly not allowed to do that in times of war. So I'm not a, a lawyer, so I can't really speak too much about that. But I, I think that the situation is uh, rather desperate, and I, I don't like the idea that so many people are encouraging this kind of behavior that Trump is pushing. Any thoughts?
1: Trump Trump is is doing this to keep his base gymmed up. Yes. To keep them al- alive and well and on his side. That's it. It's a crime against humanity. It's against everything the Americans stand for. The Statue of Liberty with with uh, Lazarus's poem mm-hmm. about give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses was put there for a reason. Yeah. It's because the US has always been a, a country of immigrants that welcomes immigrants, that helps the society be more diverse, more rich more um, able to be able to deal with a variety of issues and problems because people come from different backgrounds, they have different yes. inputs. The Senate and the Congress for so many years has been almost pure white, and now it's changing to actually reflect the the nature of, of the population. And now that it's beginning to reflect the nature the, the, the makeup of the population, Trump decides I'm closing the border to all brown people mm-hmm. because I've got to have an enemy. I've got to have somebody that yes. is going to threaten everybody's lives and be rapists and uh, criminals and so forth. It's purely political. Yes. And to think about it any way other than a crime against humanity and against every ideal and every um uh, virtue that the americans think they they have is is just insane mm-hmm. it's impossible to it, it's impossible to to believe that it's gotten this far that um the that um department homeland security has amassed this Treasure of um, oh, oh, not a treasure, but they've they've amassed this budget mm-hmm. that I think supersedes almost everything else. So they can keep building tents for yeah. the, the migrant children, and then to slow down the process at the border, um, so they can continue to uh, to dehumanize these people. It, it's just um, yeah. I, I can't. I, it, it's so hard. To believe that when you look at the history of the United States which hasn 't always been wonderful no. and has always had some violence and has always had you know people of, of diverse political views you know some of them tyrannical some of them democratic but this really I think is one of the worst the worst things the, 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 when, when last summer came and the border guards at the the uh, the port of entry were deliberately keeping people out who were uh, wanting sanctuary for for weeks and months at a time. I I wish something had been done at that point, you know, but it seems like other than the ACLU um, for the next six months, it looks like it's, that's, it's where we the are. that's the apathy of the people.
0: Where they are. And, and, and you know, I, I know I'm going to hear right away. Oh, but Kev, you know, Mexico offered them asylum, and uh, many uh, they, they refused. No, they didn't. Many of them did accept Mexico's offer. And can you blame these people for looking at America as saying, "Look, if we keep, we just go keep to America, we have a better life for us and our children." Can you blame these people for thinking that? Because after all, this is exactly what America has been selling since forever come to America the mountain of gold and now they are doing that and now all of a sudden you you say oh my god we can't let him in and the idea that somehow they're going to ruin the the economy of the country there's 7,000 people there in a country of 325 350 million people do you really think it's going to make a dent in anything?
1: Well they're brown. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, you know, they they had a choice. They could have been born white like we are, yeah. but no, <laughs> they're born brown. And um, uh, unfortunately, they're the people that are the uh, um, are, cause the most problems. So we got the U.S. has got to keep them out. Exactly. It's only temporary, but I think the stain that it's that it's causing is is going to be mm-hmm. there for a long time. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's.
0: Uh, the arguments against helping these people are pitiful, and frankly, they're just, the only thing that's keeping people thinking like that is simple fear and hate. That's all there is. And you you need, Americans need to get over that. They really need to.
1: Well, let's think about Trump's disapproval rating, be it at 60%. That shows you that overall the Americans don't want just to
0: happen. They no, just don't. No. And I was uh, having this long argument with this guy saying, well, I don't see Canada doing anything about it. Well, <laughs> first of all, they're not knocking on our door, but if they were, we would process them as well. I oh, mean, well,
1: the, the Haitians have been knocking on d- yes, our there, door. Yes, there's
0: been, there's been a lot of Americans
1: and the, and the, the yeah. States
0: coming into, you know, in, into Canada, and we have dealt with that. And they were coming at, uh, the last numbers I was checking, was like hundreds of them a mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like... Instead of sending ten, well, is it five thousand or ten thousand troops? They sent five uh, five
1: thousand. Well, instead of send,
0: sending five thousand soldiers to the front there to the to, to stop the border, why didn't they sell, send five thousand bureaucrats to process that? You know, this is what they should have done. You know, to, if you want to show that America is the great country, the greatest country in the world, like Americans like to say so much, this is what the action needs to be taken. Not the will come in with a a gun and then start shooting at desperate people. Oh, they're an invading army? They're throwing rocks at you? What kind of invading army throws rocks at you? They didn't bring machine guns. They didn't bring tanks. They didn't bring anything like that. What kind of invasion is this? It's not. These people are desperate and you're turning your back on them if you're just not giving them a helping hand. So how about you forget the collective wallet there for half a second and just be human? And help out these poor people. That's a human thing to do.
1: Not not going to happen until Trump is out of office, or the Republicans start growing, or the a spine,
0: or the people start start voicing loud enough until the administration has no choice but to acquiesce.
1: I, I think it's. I think. I think Trump out of office is mm. is the only way that it's. It, the, the administration has to change.
0: Anyway, moving on, we got a little bit of. Meltem. Meltem. Here. We received a letter from my friend Daryl because we did a show oh, yeah. last, uh, not last show, but the show before that. We did a show where we actually explored in in, in
1: depth. The big guys.
0: Yeah, the, the big guys, exactly. And uh, he sends a letter. He says, uh, I'm just finishing the episode where you discuss my question in greater depth. Thank you so much. He says, Deb said something which brought up a memory for me. Uh, she talked about how it will likely take several generations for society to fully accept some changes. I've been told that our first reaction when we encounter a topic is how we were brought up. Our second thought is what we have learned later. I know I still have that negative first reaction to many things for my upbringing, but my children won't have it. They're way more open-minded. They are way more open-minded. The observation gives me lots of hope for the future of this species. And he's quite correct.
1: Oh, how nice. Thank Just you, Daryl. So, yeah. uh,
0: thank you, Daryl. We, yeah.
1: we appreciate you in many, many ways. Yes, thank you.
0: And I uh, certainly hope we help. And it seems we have done that. All right. My dear Nancy, you got a top ten for us?
1: Well, Something actually, like I do have a top ten. And this is December. And I'm going to devote the top ten through the month of December Canada. Oh, okay. I like it. Yeah, I like that too. Because we're a gift to the world. (laughs) And uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to pick top tens that show just how big a gift we are.
0: That's not very Canadian. We're not humble enough if you say something like that.
1: Well, you know, that's I'm on on the border, so I can be humble. (laughs) We can can, be. I can brag. I can brag on one side and be humble on the other. (laughs) Okay, so Christmas people like to go visit or they'll take a trip. So the top 10 today is for the Canadians that would like to go someplace else for Christmas or sometime during this month, or the Americans that wonder, gee, where in Canada can I go and spend Christmas? Here we go. These are the top 10 places to go if you haven't been there or even to revisit if you have. Okay. So here we go. So 10 is... Quebec City. I would have Ah, thought Quebec City would have been higher. I would have thought so too, but hey. But Quebec, uh, you know more about Quebec. I'm a bit biased, yes. (laughs) Yeah, the oldest walled city in North America. The
0: oldest city in North America.
1: Right, and it holds both European Mm. charm and sophistication. Yes. A lot of French uh, influences, of of course, in Quebec. And it's the place where, as every good Canadian knows... Wolf defeated Montcalm on the Plains of Abraham, securing Canada for the British Empire. That's correct. Still a point of contention?
0: It absolutely is. is. There's still a lot of debate as to what happened, what should happen, and, you know, armchair politics and that thing.
1: But they do have a world-famous winter carnival, so there's always plenty to do, lots of food, lots of... What do you find the the most uh, attractive thing about Quebec City?
0: Oh, my God. Um, Well, spending Christmas in Quebec is certainly magical but it's also pretty cold so you have to be (laughs) you have to be prepared Um, Quebec City if you love the architecture and you love the European influence the cobblestone streets and fantastic food and wine Uh, and on, on a sunny day there, and just eating on the side of the road at a, at a cafe is just fantastic. Place. Sign me up. Absolutely. Yeah. There also is in August, there's a couple of uh, f- uh, weeks in August. I don't know if it's the first two or the last two weeks of August, where they have the Festival of New France, which is really nice because people dress up old colony style days and they have a whole bunch of, you know, the food kiosk and there's a couple of sword battles in the street uh, and stuff like that. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, they always do the thing, you know. We have a, a one of the guys is Vive la France, and the other one goes England, and the people are uh, riled up, of course. And
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the place. That's you know, that's place I've always. If, if I had a lots of place.
0: money, I would take you guys, all of you guys, to see that, uh, that kind of stuff for ready. sure.
1: I'm ready to go. I'm packed. <laughs> Number nine, uh, Toronto, and where in Toronto? The CN Tower. Oh yes. Any user, you anybody? Have you been there? No. Yes. Have you? Oh yes. Great.
2: I haven't been past Alberta. Oh, you Uh,
1: poor thing. (laughs) Well, this is the former tallest freestanding structure. It's 1,815 feet and still one of the seven wonders of the modern world, Mm -hmm. believe it or not. Um, And uh, some of the glory is past, but um, there's still a lot of allure with the um, glass floor and a lot of entertainment features and things like that. You get on top of the
0: tower there and there's there's a floor that's like like, really thick glass, and <laughs> it looks straight down, and it almost looks like the tower bends because of the optical illusion, if you wish, because the yeah. tower is built like this, yeah. right? And, and it's it can be pretty scary, actually. It's scary, be so fun. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> so, number, that's the CN Tower. Um, again, in Ontario, the Muskoka Lakes. Mm. Have you ever... Have no, to, I have like, not. Like, I've heard, I've seen, you know, videos of them. It's really supposed to be gorgeous. So that's, it was quite a while ago, National Geographic picked that as one of the best trips uh, in Toronto. That's the cottage life. Mm-hmm. That's where all the oh, people yeah. have their cottages. And it's supposed to be an absolutely beautiful, wonderful place. I don't know how it is in the winter, but, you know, go anyway. Know. That's the time that Fireplace, you got to Fireplace, go. and,
0: you know, it totally makes it a Christmas thing.
1: Yeah. Number eight, Churchill, Manitoba. Okay. Um, that's uh, won international fame as polar, the polar bear capital <laughs> mm, of the you world.
0: Bad, you bad.
1: They actually have a polar bear jail Believe it or not then really? they put bears to wander until they can be released <laughs> back into the wild which is great. I want, so, to, see the,
0: I want to see the arrest on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so if you you know if you want to go and see the see the bears and freeze grab your toque and go there. They
0: have these huge buses that are mounted on gigantic wheels and are very high so and still they're driving and the polar bears come up to the buses and they, they stand up in all their height uh, and they're huge right oh, and yeah. they come up to the window and they are really really close to you. Uh, and just, just like, you can stick your hand out, and if you stick it too far, he can grab a hold of that hand. <laughs>
1: oh. Number seven Bay of Fundy.
0: Oh, new okay. Brunswick. Yeah.
1: Anybody been there?
0: Not to be funny, I've, but I've been to New Brunswick.
1: I've been there. I've been there. It's been shortlisted quite a while ago, but 2014 it was, or a little bit before that, it was shortlisted in a um, massive international competition to name new seven wonders of the natural world. So I don't know whether that happened or not, but the tides uh, separate um, New Brunswick from Nova Scotia really are something when you look at them and there's plenty of space for you to go and it's one of I mean th- that's one of the reasons you go mm-hmm. you know is is to look at the uh, at the bay and it's really pretty spectacular it's very um, dramatic where you go is Hopewell rocks and that's a stone formation that at low tide uh, forms towers on dry land but they become bonafide islands is the tide there's rocks. a whole
0: bunch of interesting rock formations in that area you know uh-huh. like a, not, if you go a bit further uh, west there towards Quebec you have also the rocher percy in English would be pierced rock oh. it's like a huge wall uh, of rock but there's like a hole at the bottom hmm. because the waves batting against it, and it is eventually yeah. dug into it and that's, it's like a, it's a pierced rock it's a big rock but it's there's a hole in it it's really interesting to see yeah,
1: yeah. Um, number six Cavendish Beach PEI Prince Edward Island
0: I have not been No,
1: I've been to Prince Island on the ferry and came where right back where have you so. been many many yeah, many but yeah places. exactly well, might be, be easier s- to name where have been I haven't been to Quebec City come on now oh, okay okay right. the one place you should have been that's, that's right <laughs> I should be uh, anyway Cavendish Beach is um, sort of a reddish, sandy um, place that skirts the Atlantic waters. It's backed by dunes and greens, rolling hills. A few places, really wonderful to spend the summer. But um, anybody that really wants to include all of the provinces needs to go to PEI and Cavendish Beach is is a place to go there. And that's where um, Anne of Green Gables was set so that's a great place number five coming back to british columbia mm-hmm. coming back west long beach tofino oh yes. so anybody been to tofino yes yes i have See, now don't tell me i you you've been there i haven't
0: we're watching that's us we're watching now.
1: so that's called the best surf town in north america would you agree with that or
0: i would well, know I don't surf
1: yes <laughs> so. well but you would if you were there did you see people surfing
0: uh, no because uh, the when we went it was relatively cold and uh, it was a cold day so we went whale watching instead so we, we didn't have a chance to actually go to the beach so much yeah I mean, we went by and all that but the 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 day was not really good it wasn't a good beach day let's just put it that way
1: mm. Uh, but it, it, during the summertime... But it it's
0: does have a place. reputation of having yeah, put it on your, really big yeah, your put waves. it
1: on your on your list for summer. Um, number four, this is something I didn't know about, Gros Morne National Park in Newfoundland.
0: No, I'm not hmm, familiar with yeah. that.
1: That's on the west coast of Newfoundland. It's a unique park. It has a lot of geographic diversity. They've got low... Uh, coastal lowlands peaks cliffs lakes waterfalls everything you want wow. in nature is there so you can actually go and, and spend just a couple of days there and enjoy it and then then move on it's a it's a pretty wonderful place hmm. to go i've seen photo i've seen photos of it and it looks like some place that you could just get lost in nature so it's wonderful hmm. number 3 i know i'm not going to pronounce this it's either cool Cluane National Park in the Yukon C-L-U-A-N-E
0: Oh, no, Yeah, I didn't,
1: yeah. I've not heard of that. Anyway, in the Yukon, that's home to Mount Logan, which mm-hmm. is the tallest peak, a little over 19,000 feet. It's a giant national park in western Yukon, 22,000 square kilometers of glaciers, valleys, territory, a lot of good nature. You can take a helicopter ride or an airplane and, you know, look down o- o- over it, and it's supposed to be just great. Or you can hike, so. That's some place that I, I don't hear of your offer. I'm surprised there's number three. Shows shows to go mm-hmm. you what I don't know, but it's C L U A N E National Park in the Yukon, so mm. look it up. Number two actually is number I am sorry, no, I've been I've been um, this is actually number one. I've been okay. been miscounting you guys. Anyway, <laughs> number anyone wanna guess that, that we're number one? place to visit is in Canada
0: for Christmas and this
1: was this was from the Reader's Digest in Canada so this is a Canadian uh, top 10
0: list Hmm. we haven't talked to anybody nobody's talked to anything about Calgary so I'll go that way
1: BAMF and Lake Louise oh of course oh
0: I was thinking BAMF I wasn't very far I wasn't very far
1: (laughs) yeah I mean most people when they think of Canada I think that is the number one place (laughs) that they they would like to go I think that's where
2: my cousin got married
1: oh huh have you had, have you wanted to, did you go there when your cousin came no, no, I did not go. Oh. Is it, is it on your list to go?
0: I would like to go. Yeah, yeah. Memphis is nice, but it's, it's, it's an expensive town too, right? It's a bit like Whistler. It's, it's very yeah, expensive.
1: It's, it's great. It's, um, I haven't been either. They're, they're the two towns and there's in the rock in the Rocky Mountains. And it's just gorgeous from everything oh, I've, I've seen that's got, Glacial lakes, waterfalls, wildlife, and you can stay in either Banff uh, or um, Lake Louise. And I understand that it is so crowded that you might not, you got to pick the time to go or you're going to be overrun with a lot of people. Yeah,
0: it's extremely popular. There's also a a problem with the wildlife. Yeah. Um, they're having an issue because some of the wildlife uh, in the area is uh, becoming so accustomed to humans mm-hmm. that they are no longer fe- uh, longer fearless. Uh, for example, a lot of the elk, uh, which at the same time it's a double uh, punch for them because they're, they're running away from the wolves. Mm-hmm. So they're coming in town and they're not too much afraid of the humans, but they know the wolves won't come in town. So, <laughs> so yeah. they, they're seeking refuge in town and then they're like, hey, hey, this is our place now. You get out of the way there, you yeah. funny looking ape.
1: Well, I was very surprised that Abbotsford, British Columbia, and <laughs> being a part of our podcast was not on the favorite places to Probably go. Number eleven, number eleven. Yeah. <laughs> I think Left yeah, the Valley Studios. I mean, we're
0: just off the list. Just, just off the list.
1: That's right. Left that's the right. Valley Studios. But we'll, we I'm sure we put Abbotsford on the map <laughs> for next year. We'll Uh-oh. go from number eleven to number one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Nancy. That was great. All right, my dear Kirsten, you gotta. Another brilliant moment for us?
2: I do have another brilliant moment for you.
0: Brought to you by religion.
2: Alrighty. Think, where do I want to start here?
0: (laughs) There's so many stories.
2: So many. Well, let's start with this one. Apparently, exorcisms are in high demand.
0: Oh, of course. Remember when we had this uh, yoga anal demon thing going on there? (laughs) A lot of yoga, so a lot of demon possession, so a lot of exorcism, obviously.
2: (laughs) Well, apparently in the Catholic League's Bill Donahue, commenting on a recent Atlantic... (sighs) Yeah, Atlantic article about the rise in requests for exorcisms says that's wonderful news. In fact, exorcisms could be most helpful for victims of sexual abuse who are obviously possessed by demons.
0: Oh. You you would think that as a... Yeah. If he actually believes that crap, you would think that less exorcism would be a good thing, not more. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey.
1: Hmm. Well, are... I, I have to admit, not on my side of the family, but on the other side where I married into mm-hmm. that I want to sometimes forget about. <laughs> there was a couple... A married couple... That actually did exorcism as marriage counseling oh my because God. they what? they did they they had a marriage counseling where they knew that if they got the demons out that the marriage would be blessed and then they could continue. So
2: they did that. No, that yes. would be communication that you need there. Yeah. Yeah, and how come these I, demons I, are I all know. like
0: sex demons too? I know. These demons are really horny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: And who are the most likely candidates for an exorcism? Approximately 8 and 10 are survivors of sexual abuse. The Atlantic's Mike Mariani explains why. The exorcists, to be clear, aren't saying sexual abuse torments people to such an extent that they be that they come to believe they're possessed. The exorcists contend that abuse fosters the conditions for actual demonic possession to take hold. Oh. So they wow. ex, they explain yeah. it. I love that technicalities. One,
1: I have things we never knew.
2: Technicalities, I know. From a Catholic perspective, this is daunting. It suggests that those who do such evil acts as sexual abuse create the fodder that attracts the devil to victimize the victim again. A.K.A. priests? If this is true, <laughs> the offenders are responsible for much more than molestation and will have to answer for it. From a human perspective, it's troubling because it means there are Catholics who seriously think victims of abuse will suffer once again at the hands of supernatural forces after they've already been traumatized by real ones. Uh. Now, what I found funny about this is the things I have heard about Catholic Church and sexual abuse... Uh, it seems like this would be a problem they wouldn't be bringing to the light. Yeah,
0: you think? You yeah. think? You know? Well, if the, the if the priest molesting the kid is actually fostering the condition for demon possession, I get it. It's a create work program. Ugh. That's it. <laughs> They're fostering demons so they can then come in, charge big bucks, and exercise. God damn! Why did I think of that before? Oh, no. You know what? I, I, I protest. How come atheists never get possessed? I don't know. I want to be possessed by a disco but, demon. But do,
1: if, if we were possessed, would we recognize that it was a possession? <laughs>
0: no, We'd become buddies with the demon. Yeah. Buddies with the demon. <laughs> wow. I've been trying that dogward down pose all week, and no, no anal demon that, whatsoever. No. Downward dog? Oh, I don't know. Whatever that pose is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Maybe you need an I love yoga mat.
0: Yeah, I was wearing Lululemon pants, and oh. it still wasn't doing anything. It wasn't a pretty wow. sight, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what else you got?
2: Well, on the topic of space, since we were talking about that earlier, <clears throat> Greek Orthodox priests don't have a very good track record when it comes to saying sensible things, as we know. <laughs> <clears throat> for example, one bishop has blamed wildfires and a flood on the atheist prime minister. No. Huh. Now, Bishop Anthemos of, and I am going to butcher this, Thessaloniki is making news for saying Earth is literally the only planet. And you thought flat earthers had the dumbest theory about how the universe operates.
0: Mm-mm. Earth is the only planet that exists. The
2: only planet. Wow. The comments came soon after the NASA Insight mission successfully landed on Mars. Anthemos advised the crowd to take with a pinch of salt those who claim that they set foot on other planets. He
0: said nobody that nobody set foot on other planets. <laughs> <laughs> We've we've said robots. Nobody said
1: you talk about total denial. <laughs> <laughs> he said that this knowledge
2: was transferred to him by a Greek scientist oh. whose name he didn't catch. Who categorically denied the existence of other planets?
0: Oh, that's a great source.
1: That's a like reputable the- source, <laughs> a source well, right there. Was that
0: athlete that used to say, Yeah, I've got a girlfriend, but she's in Canada? Or something like that. That's, yeah. yeah, that's like that guy I remember I met, <laughs> that, that mysterious ninja he, master that taught me everything in the moment, uh, and seriously disappeared after that. He told
2: me that oh many young scientists came to the conclusion that there are no other planets besides Earth. Their findings have not been published yet, he said. Of course, because they have
1: absurd. So- See, and, and you know, it, it it just doesn't make sense to keep pouring money into NASA and all this other research. You what? think of all the There's money that no we other you could save and put it toward exorcism. That's you know, right. We don't need any space <laughs> we don't need exploration. Space no, just money for exorcism.
0: I totally agree. But you know what? The space program is so fake that it creates work for all the uh, Hollywood industry yeah,
1: that's because true. they f-
0: they film moon landings and, and satellites in the space and all that. You're creating. Good. You know, for the fake, effects. News,
1: fake news industry.
0: Absolutely. You yeah. heard it here first, people. There's, there's, only, always, planet.
1: there's always a silver lining. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, and next week, the uh, moon's not real. Oh, God. I'm mm. just, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the moon's not real either. Uh, I need to order some well, lucky now.
1: So we're stuck on Earth. There's no place, yeah, else there's no to, place go. to go. There's yeah, there's no place to go. We're we can trapped. Be. We're doomed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're doomed to stay here and get anally probed by <laughs> demons and... <laughs> On this one planet You can't even escape the demons Damn What a fate (laughs) Well thank you my dear We learn so much every week (laughs) (laughs) Alright So let's take a quick pause And when we come back We'll be talking to Brent and Nikki About their podcast So you stick with us
2: If your skepticism Is socially conscious And doesn't take itself Too seriously You might like Life, the universe And everything else
3: people like Ray comfort are fond of saying what
2: use is half a wing
3: right have you ever seen a f-ing penguin
2: <laughs> life the universe and everything else available on itunes stitcher google play and pretty much anywhere else i don't know zoom is that still a thing
0: I think it should be religion treated with ridicule and hatred and contempt. And I claim that right. In the morning. Hi, everybody. This is Robert Stanley from the Right to Reason podcast. And if you subscribe now, you'll get free. Learn more about the broadcast at
4: therighttoreason.com.
3: Every night on television we see satire, we see comedy, we see people poking fun at politicians at all sorts of things. Why should religion, especially the Muslim religion, why should that be immune from people making fun of it? Not that this is making fun of it, I understand, but even so, why should you think that Islam should be uniquely immune from the things that politicians are not immune from and the rest of us are not immune from? Why are you so privileged in taking offense?
0: Alright, so our next guests are the host of the podcast Unapologetics with an X. They are Snappy Dressers and Snazzy Dancers, Lady Nikki and Sir Brett Lee, Esquire.
1: That was way over the
0: top.
2: <laughs>
0: Guys, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank
0: you. <laughs> Maybe you'd be so kind to give us, a, a, our audience, a bit of a uh, bio as to who Lady Nikki and Sir Brent Lee are. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Absolutely. So we're a couple, we're an interracial couple. I'm a black lady, Brent's a white guy. We've been together for about three and a half years. Um, when we first got together, Brent was a pretty fervent Christian, uh, very conservative, and I was none of those things. So over time, we've sort of been having you know more and more conversations because it turns out when you like, ask people questions, especially like Christian's questions about why they believe things, kind of break some things down over time. Yeah. yeah. So um, we started having conversations and the next thing we knew, we were like, you know what, these conversations are kind of interesting. Yeah. We should probably like record them or something. <laughs> uh, and then this show was born. And so we're, you know, an atheist podcast, um, but we talk about lots of politics policy um I, of course like atheist issues and I, we try to also like talk a lot more about the black church and being a black atheist and and right. being an interracial couple that's an atheist couple it's it's just you know a lot of that like cultural yeah. stuff
3: and and a lot of me uh, learning too because like i know a lot about apologetics and things like that and that's kind of where my you know my expertise lies you know <laughs> but nikki is a uh, very um you know, very well uh, versed in politics, you know, yeah. and I'm not. So we kind of like are kind of teaching each other, like on the show. Yeah, you know? like I'm learning a lot about politics and stuff, and Nikki's learning a lot about like apologetics and
4: stuff like that. You and know? Brent was homeschooled, so.
0: <laughs> oh my God, I've got so many questions already. Okay. Mm. <laughs> first of all, first of all, okay, Nikki, you said you 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 are of uh, uh, African American descent, right? And you're the one that was not indoctrinated in church? No. Oh, wow. Know. Oh, wow. Right there. Right there. We could have that's do a show right about that.
4: Yeah. Progressive households. Um, so that's one of the things that we, you know, we talk about a lot on our show is just the differences between the black church and, and the like mainstream right. evangelical, you know, right wing Christian church. Right. Um, is that. In like I grew up going to church. We went to church, you know. Um, you know, I wouldn't say regularly, but certainly it was a part of our life. And we had like a regular church that we went to. I had you know family members who were pastors um, and folks married you know to pastors in my family. But in the black church, there is like this this permission to separate your political beliefs from believing in the church. That's changing now. But um, you know, still, black people as a whole in America are pretty democratic and also pretty Christian. So there's like this separation. So I grew up actually in a pretty progressive family. My you know, my mom's always been very vocally like pro-choice and democrat and you know very you know interested in in, you know progressive ideals so i've always kind of had those beliefs and they've just become become stronger over time so yeah i was the progressive one
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. wow that's that's absolutely fascinating and of course i i need to ask continuing on that line do you feel that sometimes you know your podcast is one of the um, reasons that you're you you need to bring the culture, the uh, African American culture, may be out of this uh, this stupor that it seems to be stuck in, in a way. It, explain that a
4: little bit more to me. Like,
0: well, I'm I'm just saying that you know the the the, the, the typical uh, image that we have of uh, African American family is you know very ingrained into the church. Uh, okay, but you is. you're you're obviously the the the, the, the counter trend here, and in a way, maybe you, I, I thought maybe you gave yourself a bit of a mission to try to help uh, the 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 black community to get out of it but with doing your podcast i thought maybe that would help
4: yeah i think i think one of the reasons i love doing the show and we love doing the show is there's a nuance to everything right because that's one of the things i think we miss especially in this day and age where you know the news is is talks about people in these large blocks and there seems to be so much work given to give nuance to like white working class voters but you know when, it, when we start to talk about black people they're this monolithic block mm. so i think yeah part of the the show is having and i think too with brent too because he grew up in a very conservative household but still nevertheless you know lived life like not that way no no, no. <laughs>
0: we're not talking about brent we'll talk about him later i want to know what you're do <laughs> He's uninteresting right now. Let's focus on what you were doing here.
4: Uh, a part of it, yeah, absolutely, is sort of, because I always grew up with those contradictions. You know, I was black and my first concert was like Rob Zombie and Korn. Oh my God. <laughs> and like, I, yeah, I, you know, my favorite movies are like movies that, you know, you wouldn't assume. So yeah, a part of the show is sort of bringing out the reality that, you know, black people, were as diverse as, white people are it's just not something that anyone has any interest in covering and you know it's so much simpler to just give the like black people existing as a block and here's what they believe sort of thing but i mean when you when you really look at it the contradictions are always already there when you see the fact that like 92 percent of black women like always vote democrat and this has been over time and then but you know are also quite christian so the contradiction has always been apparent Mm -hmm. it's just it isn't covered because apparently we don't matter
0: (laughs) i love these guys already oh yeah okay so let's talk about good old bland brent here (laughs) (laughs) just kidding brent i'm just kidding you were you were raised in a uh, conservative christian household right you were uh, you said homeschool even Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. I was locked in a bubble my whole life. Oh, so you poor man. So, <laughs> tell us, how was that? How uh, first of all, which denomination was that?
3: Um, it was uh, non-denominational, uh, uh, um, like evangelical, you know. But we went to like they call it non-denominational because it's not a religion; it's a relationship obviously nonsense but very
4: much mega church think mega church <laughs> yeah. i mean it wasn't
3: as first honestly it That's was true. it was actually a quaint it was a very quaint church at first and then it exploded um and got really big it was a Calvary chapel movement
0: oh um, wow okay and you so you were you were stuck in there for how long essentially when when did your apostasy basically start
3: uh, when, I, when I was, you know, as a child, I got like really involved in the church and everything until I was about eighteen. Is when I kind of was like, okay, I can do what I want now, and
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I gotta go. And
4: that you did <laughs> well.
3: And, and there it's a lot of problem. Like, I, you know, I was just, uh, you know, I, um, I had uh, this conversation with Robert on his show about just like how, you know, you're all cool and like everybody's like such a tight family and everything until you do. Or, I mean, you don't even have to do anything. They just think that you do something mm. wrong, and then you're completely outed. Like you're, you, they just throw yeah. you out, basically. <laughs> you know? And uh, the family, they, there's no, you know, all of a sudden nobody cares anymore.
0: About well, what you. could you have possibly done wrong? I mean, you obviously said you were in some kind of homosexual relationship with Jesus, and <laughs> yeah. everything was going fine. What else? Oh, it, it's the homosexual relationship with Jesus.
4: It, it's so banal. It's ridiculous, you know? <laughs> like, Seriously, tell the story. Right, okay, so what happened was <laughs> we
3: were in a band and uh, we play, you know, we we are, there's like a punk band, a uh, Christian punk band, which is not I think Christian really... punk band?
0: <laughs> oh my god, right? this show just went well off the rails. I think we need that on here. Christian punk band? Like, oh, okay, you're gonna have to send me some links <laughs> yeah, to some songs. We were kind of rebellious, you know, That's a, I, I, <laughs> Mohawks for Jesus. I love it. <laughs>
3: But, uh, so we play and I, we did all the worship, um, for the youth group and, uh, we played, you know, we did our own shows and stuff like that. Well, our, um, drummer was going to be leaving for the military. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was going to, you know, go, uh, get in the army. And, um, so we were going to be doing one last show and, uh, you know, and, and, um, it was right around, it was right after new year's and he was going to be leaving for the military. So he asked his dad, he was like, Hey dad, you know, I want to be able to have a beer, you know, before I go, you know? Uh, on New Year. And so his dad was like, yeah, that's cool. You know, just he was like, well, we got a lot of conservative people in the family. Make sure you just, like, kind of go off to the side, you know, and sort of, like, leave the the house, kind of go over by – there was a basketball court. And he's like, go over there and drink it, you know, and just kind of keep it out of the sight of, you know, the elders and things like that.
0: Doesn't that make you look like the worst alcoholic you get out of the house <laughs> to drink a beer by the basketball court by yourself? <laughs> what is this <laughs> south guy?
3: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so he went off, he drank – and um he you know he had his beer or whatever and um his brother-in-law was like one of the elders in their church and he like went and told everybody you know that um that we were all drinking basically oh (laughs) oh no i got you know and we had our one last show that we were going to be doing and they they forced us to cancel it and we had already sold tickets and everything really
4: Mm. for one beer
3: for one beer
1: Oh, yeah. my gosh. Wow. You, you
0: couldn't say, no, no, we were drinking one because we were celebrating mass or something? You know, I don't know. All right. Yeah.
1: right. <laughs> okay, so between the two of you, you already have six books and eight movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: It's just a matter of getting it all together and a little publicity, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Hollywood's calling already. Yeah. Okay, I got to ask you guys, because you guys, you guys are like the cutest thing already. Uh, I'm just gonna make a little detour down cute alley here just for a sec. I, I gotta, I, I gotta ask you guys. How did you guys meet? How did you guys start going out together?
4: So we're both weirdos. So the internet, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we met on the internet. We talked for a while though, because I at the time I was living in Tampa and Brent was living in St. Pete. So we talked for quite some time, we got to know each other and then we went out on a date and it was over. <laughs> yeah. It was just
3: yeah, and we just fell in love like yeah. pretty much right away. It was wow.
1: almost uh, immediately. It was, yeah. it was just yeah. it was just meant to be. So and, wow. yeah, what, a great feel, what a great feeling to meet another person and say that's it I've got my I've got my soulmate yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I can hear all the aww in yeah. the background right now
1: oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then you guys decided, essentially you start talking and having conversations you decide hey you know what we should record these and play these right this is essentially the genesis yeah. of unapologetics
4: yeah especially too yeah. because it was so it's such kismet because I my background is in um, uh, politics public policy and um the law and Brent is, you know, he has all the Bible knowledge, which I don't have because black churches—that's not really the purpose. <laughs> like right. we go to like feel good and listen to the choir, and like it's just the actual book knowledge is not. Like I mean, it's important obviously, but it's not the focal point of the service. And so, uh, you know, we were just having conversation, and he would, you know, educate me on something, and then he would ask a question about government, and I would be able to educate him. And it was like whoa these are like really interesting and like we would both have revelations in that time mm-hmm. because I'm also, i also have a background in women's studies I was a women's studies major so talking about like the patriarchal oh nature of the church because we both still do have that experience from our own respective churches of how that was so yeah we just we never have run out of things to talk about and we're also both big nerds so we're into all the movies and the comic books and you know the game of thrones and all that stuff sci-fi stuff so yeah yeah, we we talk a lot yeah
0: that's awesome
1: when did you start your podcast
4: Mm -hmm. um it's been almost a year now yeah almost a year yeah
0: congratulations
4: actually doing it with another friend who was a libertarian and an anarchist and it was meant to be more of you know, a conversation about punk and past punk and yeah, you know, anarchism. It was, it was supposed to be more like like I started just like more as a clip
3: show, you know, where mm-hmm. we play like clip, and make fun of it. Yeah, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. And but when we started talking, having our conversation, I was like, this is so much more interesting. Yeah. Than us like just playing clips and making fun of them. You exactly.
4: It is kind of tough to have conversations with libertarians because it all comes down to the same thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's not much more to talk about, is there? So, right. all right then.
3: Well, we'd be debating, like, for an hour before. Like, we'd only have, like, an hour left to do the show because we'd be sitting there debating for an hour before we got started.
4: And it's um, like every question you ask, what about this, what about this? No.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no government. No, no, no government. No. Government
3: All
4: right
1: then. Let's, this is done.
3: We're done. I'm like, all
1: right, man. I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you do yours weekly or how, what's the what's the frequency of your show? It's generally uh bi-weekly yeah,
3: yeah. We'll two
4: shows a
1: month
3: yeah yeah two shows a month um, and it's it's not any particular like I, we try to do it every other Wednesday yeah but uh sometimes you know we'll uh, have a guest on that can do it at this one you know whatever like a certain like we just had Felicia and Twistle on from U.Outcast. outcast and um so and then we'll like wait you know another week or so I think yeah. that was an extra one too we'll throw some extra ones in there so <laughs> yeah
4: it's, but, it depends basically but... two two shows a month. Yeah. We both work full-times, opposite schedules. <laughs> yeah,
0: oh, yeah. I understand. Uh, God knows if there's somebody who understands logistics of doing a podcast, it's me. Uh, yeah. So they're essentially like us. They do a show that's like you know, a lot of politics and a lot of chit-chat about a whole bunch of things and yeah. having a guest interview base as well. So fantastic. Congratulations for coming on the one year. By the way, I wanted to point that out, but I might as well do it while they're here. You guys are actually our 200th show today. Really? Oh. Yeah. we oh. just was- Well, you know, I wouldn't congratulate us so much because the first one hundred are really horrible.
1: no they built they were building a foundation now they were important <laughs> right. we didn't have the first a lot one of we foundation work, if we trust didn't me. have them we wouldn't be at 200 today now exactly. be positive exactly <laughs> and then it just got
2: better once christina and i were here so That's oh absolutely right. absolutely uh, um I,
4: yeah listen our first few shows are rough oh, oh. <laughs> like the first the very first one i say
3: oh, we're not even gonna fucking we're not even
0: gonna put that out you know what growing pains pain pain, 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 pain. pain, man growing pain pains that's all there is to it you get better and better with time yeah. i gotta ask Brett, brenda i gotta ask you um when you guys started dating and 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 was there some kind of social price for you to pay since you had such a conservative family and your uh, nikki is obviously uh uh not of any christian denomination so was there a, a social price to pay with your family
3: Oh, I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it definitely. Uh, I mean, they're sweet people. Don't get me wrong. Like, and I, you know, they would tell you all day that they're sweet people because they're Christian, which I completely disagree with. They're sweet people uh, in spite of being Christian. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know? But, but uh, they really are good people, though, and and they they've accepted Nikki pretty uh, pretty
0: well. Right? I mean, yeah.
4: You know, I mean, we don't.
0: How could it not? I, I, we love Nikki already, for Christ's sake. We've been with her for five minutes. We already love her.
4: But it's like, that comes in a... Like, you, we don't talk about anything, though. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, we don't talk about anything. I mean, the only... Really? The, the real issue that we've had, though, is like the... Because we're not married, right. but we live together. Uh-huh. And constant. like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? Yeah. Why are you doing this? This is not, you know, in God's plan. and right. That kind of stuff. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. I, yeah, there's I, definitely that. And then... Now that I'm uh, an atheist, and I am out atheist to them, you know, like they now know. And it's been about, it's been pretty recent,
0: though. Yeah. Because
3: I kind of kept it to myself.
0: Have have they blamed Nikki for that? No. Was it Nikki's evil devil influence? I
3: mean, it was at first, but then I told him, I was like, she's not even an atheist. Because I became an atheist first. Nikki wasn't, um, she wasn't religious. She would have been considered like a nun, right? Like a nun. Yeah. You know, but not, um she didn't come out and say, I am an atheist.
4: Yeah, like, for you the know long time, I was actually saying I was agnostic because I didn't want, you know, the stigma attached to atheism, right? right? And then I realized that was bullshit, and I don't do that anymore. Right. But I was like, I had nothing to do with it. But no. it's interesting, I did have something to do with it because I kept questioning you and being like, that's <laughs> bullshit. Yeah,
3: and it was because, like, I didn't understand empathy. Like, I really did it for a mm-hmm. long time because of... Um, you know, the the Christian mentality is just to blame everybody. Yeah. You, yeah, exactly. oh, you should have been doing you should have had that. You should have where's your fucking bootstraps at? You know, like, <laughs> you know so
0: I had to sell my bootstraps. I don't have any money. Don't
3: exactly. Have <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, just that ability to see p- other people's experience and then Nikki kind of breaking it down the nuance of like how uh, what other people experience and like oh wow, I didn't even think about that. You're yeah. right. They can't you know, I'm blaming people that really have no ability to to make the change. It's, you know, the exactly. people that I need to blame are on the top. And you know, also, that, you know,
4: if, I mean, you didn't even interact with black people for the first
3: time until you were a teenager. Oh, so. yeah, well, like, I was, about when I was 18. When exactly. I, yeah, that was about when you got like, your
4: first job. Like, that's right. when you started, like, oh, black people exist. Yeah. So, he's lived, you know, for such a long time in this bubble, and I have lived in Florida, but I've also lived in D.C., I've lived in Korea, so I've met, you know, I, like, I actually know a trans person. Yeah, right? Yeah, right? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's, it, that, it, that empathy grows when you're able to see that humans are everywhere and they're different and they exist. Right. And that's something you didn't, you know, Not really you have. have. So no. having that conversation of like, you are talking about something you have no idea about. like. Right. How do you have such
0: strong opinions about people you don't even know? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> you guys, you know. guys are way too reasonable for the average Christian out there. You need to stop that here. Dumb it down a bit. Dumb it down. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. I got to ask you guys. Um, now that you' coming on one year, uh, although you're fairly new to all this and fairly new to the, the, the podcasting world, do you guys have you guys noticed a bit of a difference on what the uh, the podcast has done to your life as it? Uh, you reach certain goals or is it open uh, different doors for you guys well
4: Well, for me yeah yeah, for me i know i don't read a news story anymore without without thinking should we include this in the show (laughs) (laughs) how can we include this in the show um and i think too you know i've some of the more deeper issues that it's harder for us to you know hash out on the show sometimes we've sort of now we're working on how to build, because one of them, another format that we're thinking about is like a long form where we can do deep dives into things like, you know, homeschooling, oh boy, because like yeah. Florida, for example, has a lot of homeschooling and charter schools, like Christian charter schools,
3: mm-hmm.
4: it's a lot to be, because I, I don't think that's something that people really know how much money we as taxpayers payers are spending on, you know, religiously religious schools right. um so yeah it definitely is mm-hmm. making you know for me it's getting me back into my analytic and research brain and that, that's so much fun because right now i work at a legal job where it's kind of rote so that's hmm. really a great aspect of it is like now i feel like my brain is back alive and like all these things that i used to be so interested in all the time yeah. is back in my life in this really you know constructive but fun way as well right
3: and also the community That we get to It's yes. really cool That we get to like Hang out like with, So we just like Hang out with Felicia And Twistle We mm-hmm. got to hang out On Sarah Talk Yeah We were on uh, Atheist Talk In the Minnesota Yeah
4: The you know?
0: Fantastic Boys. Fantastic
3: <laughs> But uh So it's really cool Like we just get to, I mean I get to hang out And meet people And when we hang out We just hit record You know yes. it's,
0: <laughs> it's really fun Yeah well you know I was thinking you guys Were going somewhere now But now you're on our show So you kind of hit Bottom of the barrel Right there <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) No, they've gone international now. They've gone international.
3: Tom and Cecil coming on soon, right?
0: Yes, yes, we do have Tom and Cecil coming on soon, yes. (laughs) Uh, So if I was to ask you guys, uh, I've been asking that uh, to a lot of our guests in the past. If if I was to ask, what do you guys think about the status of the movement as a whole? Where do you guys think we are as far as atheism is concerned? You think we're going on an upswing? You think we're regressing? Uh,
3: I think we're going... uh, I think we're coming up like uh, yeah. there's like more and more uh, people that are identifying as the nuns they don't yeah. like the word atheist as much it seems like all the uh, studies and stuff when they do the um what do you call this, uh, the polls polls yeah where they like basically where they, they ask a bunch of people like what you know their religion is and stuff and
4: increasingly they... people are not identifying right. with anything
3: but they found when they said are you an atheist people didn't want to they didn't want to click that box yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. But, if they ask, you know, are you, no religion affiliation, you know, like none or whatever, they would click
4: that box. Yeah.
3: So it's like, it's just funny the stigma that the word atheist has, but I think in a whole, if we can just get rid of the stigma on on the word atheist and, you know. (laughs)
4: Yeah, and I think too, with especially everything that's going on in America right now, I think more and more people are waking up to the, you know, really terrible effects that the christian church is having on our country mm-hmm. um and that something is just wrong right <laughs> like this feels wrong because donald
3: trump was what caused my atheism honestly <laughs> yeah it really did it, it, was being, it was because i was a republican i was right wing and everything and uh pretty vocal about it and then when donald when people started talking about donald trump i was just like i can't i i can't i can't justify this guy like yeah. I, I can't back him up like you guys like and then once the christians started doing that I mean, we oh well you know making excuses for him you know this i'm like oh wait a second all right yeah. something's really wrong with us <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was about i was about that was to be my next question because i said you know what you guys feel that the status of atheism is on the rise but you you fear some of the especially in the political state that the United States is right now that there might be a backlash against uh, secularism.
3: Oh, definitely. I think this is their, their last
0: fight. Like, this is their mm-hmm. last just, you know what I, mean? yeah. I love this yeah. guy. Just, for, for he power thinks power. on the same lines as we do. I love this guy.
2: <laughs> you know what we need to do, Kevin, is but, we need to team up with these two and tackle one of the big topics.
0: Yeah, that's not yeah. a bad idea. Seriously,
1: I would love that. The out. Yeah, we could do a panel on something. That'd yeah, be wonderful.
0: that'd be okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh,
1: that'd be great.
0: So let's grab the next bus to Florida.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, excuse me, we're bringing them to Canada. No, no wait a minute. It's winter. It's winter. We're going to Florida. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Fair During enough. the summer, they yeah. can come up <laughs> okay, here. Be
4: careful. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I'm already giving travel warnings, Carl. Oh.
0: Yeah, well, I I, I I have been vaccinated against alligators. So I think I'm fine. <laughs> but
4: now, Man. Right. <laughs> yes.
3: <yeah.
0: laughs> Fair enough.
1: No, it'll be it'll be wonderful. It, Kirsten, 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 and Christina have dogs and cats and birds, and of course they can't leave them at home. And I've got two dogs, so by the time we get there, we, you know, it, hopefully you've got an eight bedroom house, and it, we're, we're just we're no we're no problem whatsoever.
0: We say sorry a lot. We're on, we're
1: on Canadian, we're on Western Canadian time, but that shouldn't bother you. We're just three hours. So with all the, it'll be. Wonderful. You're going to love us when we get there. You're going to love us more when we leave, but this is going to be a spectacular panel discussion.
0: Come on, Lindsay. We're not supposed to.
1: I'll buy that mansion real quick. Yeah, <laughs> we're
0: not supposed to scare our guests that much. Come on.
1: <laughs> no, but really, that would be it. Would be it would be fabulous. Let's let's put our heads together and, yeah, yeah, and find a topic good. an international topic or a U.S. topic or Canadian or whatever well, I mean, philosophical they, they, topic.
0: They, they yeah. talk a lot about politics, and so do we. Yeah. And we have the Canadian perspective; they have the American perspective. So maybe we can yeah. go along those lines. Anyway, we'll brainstorm yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, so tell me, what's next for the show? There, what's coming down the pipe for uh, on? on Apologetics.
4: So
3: go ahead. okay, so uh, we're you know right now we're kind of limited on our um, on what the different uh, applications that we're on. Yeah, so, we're still
4: just on SoundCloud and, and Stitcher right Stitcher, now. Yeah. yeah. We're, so we're still trying to figure out like how big do we want to make the show and all that stuff. Yeah. But right now we're working on you know we have we break our show up into different segments. We you know do some headlines and that's usually the politics section of it. You know the biggest stories that are going on. And then we do, um, you know, a section where we talk about, you know, some of the crazier videos, usually the religious ones yeah. where the Christians are being crazy. And, uh, crazy um, town banana pants or bigots be crazy. Yeah. But sure, you know. both of them work. Um, <laughs> and then we also have a nerd section where we talk about, you know, the latest shows and things that movies that are coming out and stuff and um, lots of Game of Thrones. And yeah. then Oh, that's also, gonna be coming. Yes. We have Game a lot, of yeah, Game of Thrones. Lots of Game it of Thrones conversations coming. A lot of that. And <laughs> um, then we have, you know, our final section of our show is called Some Type of Way. And it's basically just like things that we've been seeing in the last couple weeks that have sort of rubbed us wrong and we were trying to like talk through like those feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, lots more of that, lots more of, of just experimenting with the show too because I am mm-hmm. more of the analytical one and Brent is deeply creative. He's a musician, he has albums, he's like the, you know, constantly creating stuff. Does all mm-hmm. the voices for, you know, like his brother does videos and he does voices for that. So it's just super creative. So mm-hmm. we're trying to like figure out how do we can do both of those things in one show. Yeah. So that's yeah. it's a lot.
3: So yeah. it'll
4: be but it's a fun. yeah, and so there
3: will be a lot of just uh, different, different uh, like she said, like just uh, test driving things. Yeah,
4: on the exactly.
3: Show. Um, but you know, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Like you know, we just like we like to do different things like that and be mm-hmm. silly and you know, like I said, like doing the skits and stuff like that. Yeah, I really want to get into. But like.
4: and Brent does like all the music for the show too, so that's another big aspect. That's part of another reason why it takes a while for us to do each show because yeah. we're we're producing so many different
0: element of it right yeah well, like, wow that's fun. that's a lot of work and you guys are obviously incredibly talented i'm not sure i'm up to this challenge now yeah. <laughs> these guys are way more talented than I mean, me
1: no <laughs> that's you know they've got so much enthusiasm to do it and yes. they're so creative and their minds are you know in so many different areas it's yeah.
0: great she's a lawyer he's a musician nah, yeah. i can't compete <laughs> with that i just can't compete with that i'm sorry <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's
4: like a, we're millennials we got our. Yeah. We have to have
0: our side hustle.
2: Yeah. Come on, Kevin. You've got me and Christina.
0: Well, thank goodness, because otherwise, if it was just me, this show would be you.
2: <laughs> you got your own millennials right here.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh.
2: Awesome. Yeah, but it's it's just it's it's
4: definitely a labor of love, but it's so much fun, and I think that's the thing that we're realizing now, and um, and why we had to slow down the pace that we were doing the show is because we realize now we're building a small business. Yeah. Which is something neither one of us was ever interested in. So yeah. like doing that whole thing together, which is something we you know, something we both don't know about and we're trying to build together. Mm-hmm. Whew, it's a lot. It <laughs> is. And it's so cool that we now because we were like, no, we're not gonna um
3: like be doing like Patreon or anything like that, you know. But now we got people like sending us emails saying like, Hey, how do we support you? So, yeah, it's exactly. so crazy. We're like what? You guys, you nobody actually
4: listeners pay like, humans listen to us? Now. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: Well, they might not listen after this episode. And he's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they went! To, can't believe they went on that show." <laughs> Time must be, must be recession for podcasters. So,
1: speaking of, of the shows, are there any of the atheist podcasts that you guys listen to regularly that you really like, or you draw some ideas and inspiration from?
3: Oh, well, uh, the the one that I, you know, I started, which is like, you know, uh, was Donald Trump. But there was also because I came across uh, God awful movies. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's so great. And it was like, because I, 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 you know, because I, that was, those are the only movies I was allowed to watch, you know, and when I was growing up. So I knew all the movies, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I knew they were terrible. We all knew they were terrible. You know, so I saw this uh, the uh, a podcast. Oh, making fun of the. Uh, Make fun of, like, the Christian movies. Cool, yeah, I'll listen to that. And then I saw it was an atheist review of it. I'm like, oh, man, it's atheist. Well, oh, whatever, you know, Still, maybe it'll be funny. You know, and then they started breaking down the ideas, and that's really what got to me was I was like, damn, they're so right. Like, a lot of these <laughs> and I, a lot of things that I thought were true, Um, I went and looked up and realized that they weren't even true. Like, historically, the accuracy of the Bible and stuff, I thought the Bible was completely historically accurate, um, you know, and shit like that. I thought that there was the wheel that they found in the Red Sea from the Pharaoh yep. you know, that got crushed by the water. Um, you know, all this shit that I thought was like real, and then it turns out none of it was fucking real. <laughs> I was lied, you know, and I was lied to, you know, and not, they didn't do it on purpose, they believed it too, but still a lie, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, well
0: yeah. I think that's the line. We're not exactly sure if they do it on purpose or not. I think the, the average person, the average Christian isn't. But somewhere in the leadership, I'm, I, I suspect they actually know. It's like, no, we're yeah. still, they're selling the lie. It's too important to sell the lie.
4: Yeah,
3: right. Because and it was just like I, I would be afraid to actually look up information when I was de- in the depths of, like, re- being a Republican and, Chris, you know, a Christian uh, because I was so scared that if I found a piece of information, my entire world would come unreal. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? and exactly. uh, so yeah i would just stay ignorant on purpose yeah you know which is that intellectual dishonesty that is just so rampant in the christian community mm-hmm. and it's just like i said like there's there's nothing they do that's genuine it's nothing they're always faking because everybody's just being kind because they feel like they have to yeah mm-hmm. and yeah, i like, hate that <laughs> <laughs> just fucking honest you know it's like that's why I love New York too because it's like they don't fake kindness they
0: don't, really <laughs> they don't even know what kindness is in New York what are you talking about <laughs>
3: exactly if they're nice to you it's because they genuinely like you
0: <laughs> and like here you know
3: down in the south it's like they'll be like oh yeah we got the southern hospitality oh, down here hard. but as soon as they walk away they'll be calling us you know the n-word yeah, right? exactly. the n-lover yeah like exactly
0: I, I think, I think it'd be, it, they would be shocked if they ever came to Canada I say, like, what well, these people? They're, they're all too nice. There's something very yeah. wrong. They're about to attack me or something. Aww.
2: I've had
0: I've Brilliant. had people apologize for apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh,
4: I'm sorry, dude. Just so chill. Like, I love that. I love
0: yeah. the chill nature. I, I really do. Like well, well, it's also a chill factor. It's winter. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, get, I gotta ask, uh, because, um, you know, uh, here in Canada, we always have a, a good look on what's going on in the States, and uh, I'm always flabbergasted by the whole black white prom you guys have down there i mean i'm not saying that racism doesn't happen up here it does but nowhere near the extent of what i see down in the states uh has, has this been an, uh, a problem for you as a couple uh,
4: we definitely get a lot of stares yeah I, <laughs> I, a lot of just people just openly staring this, like just stopping what they're doing to stare uh, at us really? yeah or, my or, god wow awkwardly yeah <laughs> um it's weird because like most of the people that are sobbing and staring are the the white folks especially yeah. older white folks oh, and yeah. then black people just like look at us and smile yeah look <laughs> like, at like that good for you uh, yeah good, good for y'all
3: i mean I, um, there was the one time i like it was a bit ago um i did have this one guy uh come up to me which was, is just was kind of crazy and uh he was wearing like a sweater and it, we're in florida you know it's like 90 degree weather and he's wearing like a sweater Oh. And uh, I, he like, already suspect, Yeah, right? And he like came up to me and he pulled up the one arm uh, of the sweater and it had a swastika on it, and he was like he was like, You're okay, but I want you to remember that's there. And then he walked off. And what? I was like, What the fuck was that about? Yeah.
4: Or even today like, today so Brent um, is wearing his uh, bad religion shirt today. Yeah <laughs> and uh what his bad religion shirt today? Yeah. And a dude that was wearing a shirt with a confederate flag gave him a side eye yeah. for wearing a bad religious shirt because it has
3: a cross, like crossed out. Yeah. God, you know,
4: you know it's like, that's the kind of insanity we're dealing with. I'm that like, someone who's really, wearing a confederate flag shirt can't the even the, tell that what they're wearing is offensive. Yeah, you're the one with the fucking problematic shirt, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: so terrible I love these two I know I love them too Brent have you thought of starting to mess with these people and say something like stupid like no 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 you don't get it my name is Tyrone I'm actually black but I fell into a tub of bleach <laughs>
4: oh my God. we're doing that we're doing that
0: you know something really really stupid like that you know okay,
4: it's a standard ground state so <laughs> yeah we gotta be careful oh
0: that's right that's right yeah yeah they have guns down there too <laughs> oh yeah
3: yeah it's a fucking wild west
0: down here so. it
2: goes from zero to 60 way too fast here
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's another reason why they need to come up here
0: yes yes yeah, you, Dang. Seriously, uh,
2: we
4: had what we were doing we did um uh atheist talk and they they're based in minnesota and they just made us feel so calm. Yeah, it was fun. Nice. <laughs> like, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're like, we maybe we need to be in the north. Like maybe that's what it is. Right. Yeah. We're just in the wrong part.
3: We're in yeah, we're in a terrible spot. <laughs> like it's we're, we're in the most progressive uh spot in Florida, you know. Well, but that's I, like being in the best circle of hell. I mean it's, <laughs>
4: It's
0: like, no, you're still in hell, dude. He doesn't fucking... Look here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So the show is called Unapologetics. I, <laughs> you guys should all check it out. Uh, Brad, Nikki, be shameless. The mic is all yours, man. Go ahead, plug yourself. If people want to find you and all that, where can they reach you?
3: Okay, um, yeah. The, um, the show is, uh called Unapologetics, spelled with an X. Uh, I got Not a-,
4: a C. The C is a white supremacist podcast. Don't
3: go, <laughs> don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> one letter <laughs> off, but uh, yeah, it's so spelled with an X at the end. Um, so and uh, we're on Stitcher and SoundCloud, and if you want to um follow us, we have a Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, Unapologetics, um, the atheist response to apologetics. Um, and
4: we, our email is unapologetics six 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 at gmail.com You want to contact
3: know. us, and you can follow me. I'm on uh, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, it's Brent Lee. Yeah,
4: Um, and Brent pretty much does all our stuff, because I'm not on social media, because I want to remain sane, (laughs) so, (laughs) Brent, Brent's our social media manager. Yeah, I got it, I do all that, so, but I, I know about everything, so, yeah, but email us, email us, please.
0: Yeah, absolutely, please send, send me the links, I'll put that in the notes of the show. Brent, Nikki, thank you so much for being on the show with us today, and before I let you go, though, I gotta have you say hi, this is Brent and Nikki from Unapologetics, and we took a left of the valley. Hi,
4: this is Brett and Nikki from Unapologetics, and we took to a left, left at the valley.
1: valley.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> and that was Brett and Nikki. I should say Sir Brett and Lady Nikki.
1: I know, you used a word to describe <laughs> them that in all of the time we have done our podcast you've never used that word before what's that you called them adorable
0: (laughs) (laughs) they totally are 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 they not adorable I just absolutely love them I
1: know they're great (laughs) so the show
0: is Unapologetics Uh, you guys should really follow them and uh, they're I sure hope they're a rising star in the podcast movement atheist movement and we'll keep tabs on them for sure
2: and that is Unapologetics with an X with an an X yes
0: not with the C because you know you should almost do a show Unapologetics versus Unapologetics Mm. <sighs> <Spooky>. Suggestion.
1: <laughs> no, they're 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 great. We we wish them all the luck in the world to you know, keep going. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. success of it. It's
0: really great to see that uh, millennials are getting into that mantle of doing this too, mm-hmm. and they're putting their opinions out there. And it's sorely needed. You know, a generation that's basically bashed all the time. No, no, I'm sorry. They, so bashed. They have so much more to give us, the older generations, than we have to offer them.
1: I mean, podcasting is podcasting not one of the seven wonders of the modern world. It is just it it yeah. the, the ability for anybody. To be able to broadcast their ideas and for us to learn so many different things from so many different sources mm-hmm. and t- the entertainment, the education value, its uh, you can't get it any no, else. They,
0: you can't. are certainly your new friends for sure. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much, guys, for being on the show today and thank you for listening. And you can follow us at com. You can follow us on uh, Facebook, on pi- uh, Twitter, at Elite TV Podcast. You can send us an email at leftatvalleyatoutlook.com. Send your complaints to Nancy on the third floor, but expect a grenade in return. (laughs) Coming up next week, we'll be talking to James Fodor and uh, his book about he who would not be named William Lane Craig. And, of course, after that, we'll have Tom and Cecil of Cognitive Dissonance coming in to close the end of the year. Of course, after that, we'll have our Christmas special, and we'll have a year in review for the last show of the year. Now, in the new year, what we have, we'll have uh, Life After Faith, our, f- our friend Rich Lyons that came with us for our marijuana episode. We'll be talking to him about his podcast. We'll also have our friend Chris the Christian Christensen who will be facing off against godless engineer john Ooh. our friend uh-huh. that's going to be interesting we'll yeah, also have the to that. we'll also have the ladies from uh, forsaking faith you okay. know what we said we should do a, yeah. a show about uh, is uh, the bible good literature yeah. We'll are having them on Terrific. and of course we'll also have our old friend godless cranium remember when we interviewed godless yeah. cranium and uh, his uh, partner in crime shannon they have a podcast and they'll be coming back on the show to talk to us about their show
1: Oh, great!
0: So we already have a good start to the next year.
1: We sure do. We always do. It's yeah. Great looking at the new year, end of the end of this year, beginning of the new year. All looks good.
0: Excellent. Anything else we need to
1: add on to this? Thank you, Daryl, for uh, our your feedback, and we hope we keep you as a as a good listener um, as as long as we do the podcast. Why Thanks. do I feel
0: like I'm missing something? Wait a minute. It was your birthday, wasn't it? On Monday. This Monday or last Monday? This Monday. Oh, well, in advance. Happy birthday, dear. Happy
2: birthday. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Until next time. We're together. Yeah, we are oh, oh,
4: uh, partners. We live together. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Ah, so she's, she's the one behind him, keeping uh-huh. him straight in line. And, oh, good okay. for you. How did you end up in that position? Is that like community service or...
4: <laughs> it is. It's a labor of love. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for
2: her.
0: Can't pay. Her, can't pay her enough. That's for sure.
3: Pretty open
2: about everything. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because usually our first question is, uh, what do you guys think about sex with furniture?
2: How did I know that
0: was coming? <laughs> with
2: furniture. I don't
3: know. I mean, on furniture I could deal, but I
0: don't know. No, no, no. Mind. With furniture, you gotta use a lemon pledge. <laughs>
2: Me take a sec don't mean it sounds so hateful but i swear to god unintended i find it disgraceful that many atheists are told to be quiet you're not alone speak your mind time to let it be known i'm proud to be an atheist a skeptic a non-believer an infidel a heathen i call it how i see it i say it's ignorance and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims that's something to be ashamed